But one thing that I really picked up on is kind of knowing what to make a priority, knowing what you have to solve immediately versus knowing what you're like, look, I need to get this done, but it can happen after X, Y, and Z. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. If you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year. We're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, the business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, business owners, and what I like to call CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focusing on finishing it out fighting the good fight and closing out the job. And I think just as important as it is to start something, it's even more important in how you conclude it or finish it out. So if you think of the different things that you can finish out, it could be everything from a project, it could be from a day, it could also be from a business in and of itself. And it could also, of course, be for the year. So when you think of finishing out, I want you to really think of these episodes because what we're going to really focus on is the last question that we really ask, which is defining what it means to be a CEO and all the creative, innovative, and I think truly insightful questions that we received from this question is really what we want to highlight during the show. But of course, we want you to enjoy the entire episode and think about how you're going to finish things out and how you're going to finish things out strongly. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of the I Am CEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Charles DeGisco of The Lover and the Fighter. Charles, it's awesome to have you on the show. Hey, great to be here, Gresh. Thanks for having me. No problem. I'm super excited to have you on. And what I wanted to do was just read a little bit more about Charles so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And The Lover and the Fighter is a podcast discussing all things fighting and relationships. Charles is an MMA fighter, color commentator, and gym owner owner who has spent countless hours on the mats and in the business and has been known among his friends as the resident therapist when it comes to dating and relationships. He will break down any and all questions he receives on the topic. Charles, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I sure am, man. Can't wait. Awesome. Let's do it. So I want to kick everything off and hear more about what I call your CEO story. And we'll let you start your business. So my business itself is district martial arts, right? So that's the physical gym that I've now owned for uh, coming up on two years, which is pretty cool. Nice. And oddly enough, everything is connected, right? So I started training in the sport of mixed martial arts, actually started boxing, and then I went to jujitsu and kind of everything from there. About 10 years ago, I was 17, I was in high school. And over the years, it was just, it became a constant in my life. And I was never really good with commitment. So there was always a lot of things always changing around me and stuff like that. I was moving to new places. I was hanging out with new women, right? That's where the dating comes from. Mm-hmm. And then, and then sure enough, that just stayed relevant. It just, it stayed a major part of my life. And I got connected with a couple of buddies who were, uh, one was fighting in the UFC at the time. A couple others were professional grapplers and we all started training together and coaching. And then when the gym we were at was closing and they were moving to a different location, we just seized the day. And started a business and we hit the ground running. But in six months, we were making money. And a year and a half later, we're now <laughs> looking to move to a bigger spot. Nice. That's, that's completely awesome. And, and then the podcast just came about from that standpoint too. 
Yeah. So the podcast was a, a natural evolution of everything because for my friends, I, I really did become the resident therapist. I gave good advice. I read a lot. And I was always, I always had older friends. So I always had these guys, even my father were very close, always giving their wisdom. So I had that at a very young age. So for guys my, my age, they would talk to me and I'd be able to relate to them as a peer, but I'd be able to take the advice I got from somebody who knew much more than I did, especially when it comes to dating and knowing what to look for, knowing what's a red flag and what's not. And I was able to translate that for them and put it into terms they can understand. And then like anything, the more you do it, just like in fighting, the more you do it, the better you get. And I, I, I don't want to say I developed the talent for it, but I really enjoyed helping people and helping them sort out tough situations they find themselves in. And like dating is so tough. Like I've taken so many more L's than I could ever hope to have wins. But it's learning, like learning from those losses and not taking it personally, getting used to rejection. And rejection is so tough, but just like getting punched in the face over time, it doesn't really affect you as much as you think it would. That doesn't mean you want it to happen every day, but when it does happen, it doesn't quite seem to bother you as much. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because there's definitely a lot of like parallels between, you know, that obviously you talked about MMA and boxing and any, any type of sports or any athletics. And then, of course, business itself, because you have to, you know, go through those rejections in, in order to learn from them. But it's not so much you can control all those things, but you can't control like how you look at it or how you approach it and things that happen from there. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you wouldn't expect dating, owning a business and fighting to really be related, right? But at its core, the soft skills you learn from all those things really are. I got really good at dealing with conflict and having problem solving just from owning a business. Because so many, if, if it can happen and if it can go wrong, it 100% will. <laughs> and learning how to uh, efficiently solve that problem as quickly as possible and as resolute as possible too, making sure you find the best solution, not just the fastest. I think that goes a long way, both in, in fighting and dating too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I know you touched on a little bit. Did you have any more you can expound upon with your business and your, and your podcast and what you're doing there? Like people can learn from it and then what you feel is your secret sauce? Absolutely. So the business, actually, you probably know better than anybody. The business itself, the tangible part, the lessons, I could probably write a book at this point. And there's people who've done it before me who could write an even longer one. Um, but one thing that I really picked up on is knowing what to make a priority, knowing what you have to solve immediately versus knowing what you're like, look, I need to get this done, but it can happen after X, Y, and Z. The customer service aspect, especially because we own a gym and it's a fight gym, right? So we have a lot of, it's a very high testosterone environment. We have active competitors. I'm still in the mix competing. One of the other coaches is still actively competing, but we have to train with these people who are paying us, but we also have to teach them. So very quickly, you could see that it can easily become a, a tough environment to that people would want to go to. Because I've been to fight gyms in the past where you walk in and you're sweating already. You'll get tired before you even start sparring because you know it's not sparring. You're fighting. You just have headgear on. You got a mouthpiece, you got headgear, but you, you and these guys are about to go and it's, it's going to get rough and violent, you know? But what we've done at District Martial Arts is we've created a real, and I want to preface this saying, I always thought it was ridiculous when you hear about like community and environment as a kid. I was like, yeah, whatever. It's just the people you hang out with, right? But now when we've hit over, we've got over 100 members and we have a real genuine environment where people want to just hang out with them. People are just talking and hanging around. And I guess I didn't really see that coming when I first started the gym, right? When I first started the business, I was thinking revenue, training, and satisfaction from life. But I didn't realize this fourth factor would come in, which would be how, how much I enjoy hanging out with people, right? Like I'm not running a store where I'm selling a product. I'm selling a service, right? I'm selling my knowledge and, and everything I know. But with that comes this human nature of understanding how to teach people certain ways, knowing what's going to resonate with one person that might not resonate with another, 
knowing when sometimes people are just having bad days and you got to just listen, let them talk it out and figure out what kind of training you want to do from that. When I have a bad day, I want to get after it. I want to bite down. I want to get rough, right? Sometimes when people have a bad day, they just need to calm down and relax and catch their breath. And now when we have like gym events and parties or anything, we have like everybody there. Everybody's pounding around. They're hanging out. It's become, we're just a big group of friends. And the podcast actually came as an extension. I started the podcast just after opening the gym because my group of friends that we had would have these conversations for, and I would give them flight advice because I do commentary and I, I worked in the industry from a business perspective. So I know the sport and obviously the dating advice that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Instead of telling eight, 10, 15 people, I was telling like 40 to 60 people. I'm like, there's got to be a better way to do this. And Joe Rogan's like my hero, besides my father. So I was like, well, let me just start a podcast. And my girlfriend, Grace, is a video and production whiz. So she does like all the cool graphics and she does all the technical editing and stuff. And she'll come on the podcast too and offer a very a strong female perspective. So that's just like one more way that it all came together. You know what I mean? Having her there. There to put the, put the polish, so to speak, on the rough edges that I present was really, really helpful. I couldn't do without it. Yeah, that, that, that makes perfect sense. And I love how things just organically grow because a lot of times you create something and you have a vision for what it is that you want to build and you think it's going to be X, Y, and Z, but a lot of times it just organically happens where to me, I'm big into like passion and following you know, your gift and listening to that like quiet voice sometimes. And a lot of times when you do that, you start to build something that's truly phenomenal. Yeah. The organic growth is, it's like an X factor, right? Like you can't really predict it. It's, that's not something I put on my revenue forecasting or I put on my business plan, but it's such, it's like one of the best benefits from it because I still work a day job. I'm, I'm a government consultant for the defense department. I have a, and it's a good day job, no doubt. But as soon as I leave there, for most people, they'd be like, wow, so you work anywhere from 10 to, to 15 hours a day straight through between work and the gym. And I'm like, no, you know what? The gym, while it is work, it doesn't feel like the same type of work. It feels like a different, it's an environment that I get to be a part of. And, and I, I, I get a lot of relaxation from it, believe not too, maybe not in the sparring and the violence, but right. everything that comes with it has definitely helped me take the edge off of the day job, which is a little bit more grind. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. I, I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And this might be an app, a book or a habit that you have, but it's something that makes you more effective and efficient. We were just talking about this actually on the last episode of The Lover and the Fighter. And I think in general, basic project management skills, right? Just being able to keep your things, keep yourself organized and having a process to do things. I, I originally started doing that at my day job, right? Because that was my role. But then it, it quickly expanded into everything I did. Gym, training camps, commentary. Like my, my, the way I go about sending my follow-up emails when I'm trying to get a commentary, again. anything I'm doing just to, to further my life in terms of my careers, that's all project management and organization. The, everybody knows that you need to pretty much, it's all about the grit. You don't stop trying. You keep pushing forward. And you just, you're rel- the relentlessness, right? There's, I'm not telling anybody anything new there. But the boring part, the project management, the keeping things organized, that also has such an important aspect to reaching your goals and getting to that next level. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. And this is a word of wisdom or piece of advice. Or if you can hop into a time machine, what would you tell your younger business self? Oh, man. If I could hop into a time machine, I think I'd probably go back to like just right at the end of middle school, you know, right when you get out of puberty. But I think when you look back and you look at it from an aggregate, you look at it on a macro level, the big picture, it's so easy to talk yourself out of things in the big picture. If I think about like commentary, for example, which is my dream, and that in that third tier, I've taken the most losses in anything. It's amazing when I even get a reject. I'm happy when somebody says no, 
because I'm so used to getting no response. When it's a yes, I'm ready to throw a, throw a fiesta. <laughs> but the, the thing is that if I looked at it from how much effort am I going to put into something versus what am I going to get in return? And again, not just uh, financially, but just in success, right? How many yeses am I going to get compared to no's? Man, I would never have done it. I would never have done it. But when I look at it on a day-to-day and I say, okay, this is going to be an hour of my day. It's not going to be 365 hours of the year, right? It's not going to be however many work weeks that adds up to. I don't want to do quick math. <laughs> but when you look at it on the day-to-day, it's like I could put an hour towards my dream. I could put five hours towards my dream today. And maybe I'm going to get a return. And maybe those five hours are going to turn into 500 hours. Maybe that's going to turn into a new career. And maybe it won't turn into anything. But I can't look at it in this long-form picture because if I do, it's you're looking at the mountain, not the step, mm-hmm. right? And I actually got that. And, I, and not the exact words, but effectively an aggregate of it from I used to read a lot of memoirs, and it was one of the memoirs that I read. I'm not sure which one. I believe it was the creator of Delta Force, which is uh, the U.S. Army's like top tier unit. Mm-hmm. And he was saying how hard it was. They had a 40 mile ruck, which is like a 40 mile effective like hike, but you have 60 pounds of gear in your rucksack, and it's a disaster. And you just get a compass and a map, and they don't tell you where you're going. That you just have points you have to reach where they give you the next compass points. So you're going wherever they say you're going. And he said he got to a certain point where he just couldn't think how much more he had to go. And he was ready to quit, but instead he just said, just take one more step. Just take one more step. Just take one more step. Absolutely. I love that. And I love that perspective of looking at it as a step rather than a, a mountain because you can lose sight of the process and lose sight of the, just the small things that you can do every day to get to that mountain, get over that mountain. So I appreciate that CEO nugget. And now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is a definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Charles, what does being a CEO mean to you? So to me, it's pretty interesting. I think to me, it means being just being in charge of my own life, right? Like I'm not a CEO of my day job. The business that I own, I have a couple of partners and commentary. Technically, I'm just a contractor, right? <laughs> so really what it is, and in the podcast, I have a partner in my girlfriend, Grace. So I might not have hundred percent say in all of these different things I do. I might not be able to dictate who does water and like that. Obviously I have my input, but I'm a CEO in my life at Charles DeGisco LLC. I am the CEO, right? So I'm choosing to put my effort and energy into each of these individual things. And in turn, it's up to me to really understand what that return is. Sometimes it's just being able to rest my head on a pillow and be like, wow, I'm really doing some cool things. I'm doing what I need to do. That hit me one time with commentary where I interviewed Cowboy, Donald Cowboy Cerrone on air. And if you're an MMA fan, he's a pretty popular guy. So I interviewed him on air and I couldn't believe it was happening. And it didn't really hit me until I laid down that night. I was like, wow, I'm doing this. Like I did that, right? Like it was like, that, that, ground, that was a ground-up operation I did to get there. It was constantly harassing this poor guy. Shout out to Brian Hamper, my boss there. I just was relentless, texting him, calling him, emailing, sending him highlight tapes, whatever I had to do. But from that that hour I took, that extra step I took, it resulted in one of the biggest moments of my career. Absolutely. And I think that's a great reminder and incredible perspective, a lot of why I wanted to to create the podcast. So I appreciate you for sharing that with us. And Charles, I appreciate your time. What I want to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and our listeners know and then how best they can get hold of you. Guys, this is Gresh. First off, thank you so much. This has been such an honor. I just want to, hopefully I sound uh, encouraging and not too like inspirational or anything like that. Just don't stop chasing what you really want. And if you have to, you have to keep that baseline with that day job. Don't let that talk you out of of pursuing your other interests. In order to get in touch with me, guys, if you want to, hey, listen, subscribe, download to The Lover and the Fighter. It'll complement this podcast quite well. We talk about a whole host of things from fighting to dating to owning a gym and everything that comes with that and 
business world. And also you can get in touch with me on Instagram. It's C-G-D-I-G-I-S-C-O. That's C-G to just go on Instagram. And I don't really use any of the social media, but I'll actually give out my email as well in case anybody has any personal questions they want to ask me if they need just like some kind of one-on-one advice for uh, anything I touched on. And that's the same thing, C-G-D-I-G-I-S-C-O-7-9 at gmail.com. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We'll have that link, those links and the information in the show notes as well. So Charles, appreciate you and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Gresham, thank you so much, man. Same to you, bro. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.